What's up, everyone? Chris Manning here. That's Evan Derma. We're the co-host of the Lockdown Cavs podcast. On today's show, we are going to dive into Cavs Bulls, which the Cavs won on Wednesday evening, uh, beating Chicago, picking up another win, a pretty impressive win as well, even if the Bulls were not at full strength. And we're going to talk about Larry Markkinen, who you may have seen some indication that he may have to serve in the Finnish military. We're going to explain to you what's going on there. Uh, but first, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube. Remember, we are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by Christmas. So please go hit subscribe on YouTube. It takes all it takes a second. And come on, who doesn't want to see our ugly mugs while they're listening to Lockdown Cavs? I mean, that, that that is my preferred way for listening to the various shows in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let's get into today's show. <laughs> You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need, and it can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Evan. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? We're go. We're going. You know, it's uh, getting Not a little frosty. Out this intro. We're getting. We're just going right into it. I'm. Well, I'm yeah. like. I'm. I'm on military time. Salutes to Larry Markkinen. Okay, so let's explain um, what's going on with this. So Larry Markkinen, people may have heard there was a report from a European outlet, uh, basically that he is on the list to, to have to go to the Finnish Defense Forces Special School list. This is a military requirement in Finland. There are, there are a bunch of other countries in the world that have military requirements. The United States obviously does not um, at, at this point in time. Other countries have these requirements, um, and it has affected athletes in other sports. Um, I, most notably, one of the more recent ones uh, was Hyung Min Sun, the Korean, South Korean soccer player for Tottenham Hotspur, um, was only able to avoid his military service that you have to do by a certain amount of time, and it's like a two-year military service because they won like a cup on international duty, and he was able to get out of it and continue playing professionally um, at that level. Um, his uh, Markin's agent uh, had give a, a on-the-record statement to Hoopsype that's in quote, Larry takes great pride in being from and representing Finland in the NBA. One of his civic requirements is serving in the Finnish military. He is prepared to fulfill that duty at the appropriate time. Um, it is expected evan from you talking to two people about it from understanding what this is broadly my own talking to people about it i think like this isn't like i'm gonna put this in quotes it is not like it is not news it is notable and worth discussing because larry markinen is a public figure he plays for a professional basketball team that people care about and have a vested interest in i think the article also was like not english in its first like the, the context of how that is created is, like, probably not something we're going to... I don't feel like we know how that is written, but... He's probably not going to miss any time, is, is I think, the, the TLDR of this. Typical American Chris Manning here criticizing someone not from the United States for speaking proper English and writing proper English, the hardest language in the world to learn. I'm yeah, a, wave, your, wave your flag. I keep thinking is a Nazi flag, but it's not. Is, Love, love my, love to, honestly, would very much like to go over. I need, I, I could use like a long overseas vacation. Like th- that yeah, is something I think that everyone does. Yeah, but I, I particularly just want to like go see my family in Norway and like disappear for two weeks and then I'll come back. For context, Chris is the Norwegian flag, not the Nazi flag. For audio listeners, please. Yeah, don't I am. Ex- yeah, I am. Yeah, I. 
Yeah, Chris, Chris is Chris is so far left he makes Bernie Sanders blush. But That's anyways, like, yeah, folks. Okay, okay, continue. The this isn't really a surprise. I I spoke with Larry's agent myself last night. I spoke with somebody in the cast front office. They both kind of had an understanding that this was a possibility. I think there's ways for Larry to get out of this overall. It's just going to be remain interesting to see what happens. I think. Like the article notes, his service technically begins right when the regular season ends. So I think maybe he can get an extension on that because he's over. He's working overseas. He's a professional athlete. He has a commitment. I think the Finnish government will make an exception for it. I think he'll inevitably have to serve, but he won't. It's it's military school and training. It's uh, mandatory. Like if you look it up, Giannis did military training one summer as long with his brothers, and the Bucks were okay with it. So it's not the end of the world. I think everything's okay and. The, the Cavs are going to be fine. It's not going to be like tomorrow. You see Lowry in military fatigues in Finland. Yeah, uh, you can find pictures of athletes in other countries that have much more rigid um, uh, military requirements where they're much more like arduous. So, um, Have yeah. you seen the pictures of Giannis and Thanasis uh, posing in their Greek military uniforms? Yes. Evan, I'm going to text you the ones from the from Hyungman's son that'll that'll like kind of blow your mind because they're a little they're a little wild actually. But like South Korea obviously has there's a lot going on there that we're not going to talk about on. That's for lockdown geopolitics, which is not a show that exists and we probably don't need anyway. Cavs Bulls, we're we're done talking about Larry. Broad we'll takes. Talk about we'll, we'll talk about some broad takes in this segment and then we'll give our awards and whatnot after that and then any notes for going forward into the remainder of the week. Correct. Yes. Just to yeah, just familiarize people with our new format because they're used to us just doing one segment on this. That that's what I was trying to say. Anyway, Cavs win one fifteen to ninety two at home. Bulls uh, obviously without the Rosen, without Caruso. One due to COVID protocols. One due to a hamstring injury. Uh, Darius Garland had twenty four on nine of sixteen shooting. Evan Mobley had sixteen and nine on eight of eleven shooting. Jared Allen had thirteen and twelve. Okoro had um, nine point four rebounds and four seven shooting. Cavs uh, went basically uh, eight deep again with Dean Wade and Lamar Stevens making little cameos in five-minute spurts. Um, you had some other guys play kind of towards the end of this game as well. Pangos, Windler, Valentine, two of those guys, Pangos and, and Windler. Who, Wade, too. And, and Wade, who spent – well, but I'm saying Pangos and Windler were just in the G League, and, and Dean Wade just came back from his calf injury. Gotcha, gotcha. Evan, your, okay. your, your, big, your big takeaway from Cavs-Bulls is, is what? Um – one that Nikola Vucevic and is going to be disrupted. I, I really can't have like broad takeaways from this game because Chicago wasn't at full strength. I think Darius was phenomenal, you know, denying the defensive pressure of Lonzo Ball and the Cavs did a good job, made a concerted effort. They kind of adjusted after what they did with Milwaukee and Drew Holiday to more or less pride Lonzo off Darius on most possessions. They ran a lot of pick and rolls, pick and pops. It was a very pick heavy offense last night. Um, and it worked. I think that's something they definitely need to explore going forward, but I don't have any really broad takeaways because I'm curious to see how Chicago defends this Cavs team when they have Caruso and when they have DeRozan as well. And obviously, like, Pat Williams is out for the year, but I'm bullish on the Bulls to begin with, and I'm interested to see how they bounce back against this Cleveland team because the Cavs landed the first blow pretty hard. I wonder how Chicago responds. Yeah, I, I, th- I think for me the thing is just that the Cavs, like, I think won a game that if you're looking at the big picture here and you're looking at the overall season and you're looking at them trying to make the playoffs, make the play-in, whatever, this is just, like, one of those games that will, like, could could ultimately matter. Like, it is going to be a tightly packed Eastern Conference. The Cavs are, you know, at 14 and 12. They're a little bit among this a mass of teams that are around or above or a little below 500. There's obviously some teams that are worse than expected. You know, it looks like the Pacers, for instance, are – in the process of uh, that just kind of blowing itself up and, and, and whatnot. Um, I don't know. They won last night. 
Did you see the Miles Turner comments? We're recording yeah, this on Thursday. Like, he's like, my name has been in trade rumors my entire career. I'm used to it. Well, so, no, that was the one from. It. No, well, no, no. He told somebody athletic is like my role is bad. He went on the record of the athletic. That the the team quote that you're referring to is a video that they put out uh, went out about five minutes on Twitter right after this athletic story dropped, um, oh. where he was like my role is bad. And Kevin Pritchard, there's a lot of quotes in the in the athletic piece by Jared Weiss that uh, are worth Tony. Go check out Tony East. Shouts to Tony East, our our king of uh, appearing in things when he's out and working a field, but. Here, East is basically right now. Cavs are at 14 and 12. Sixers are 14 and 11. Hawks are 13 and 12. Hornets are 14 and 13. Celtics are 13 and 13. Knicks are 12 and 13. The Raptors are 11 and 14. That is 6 through 12. Some of, there could be some separation. I think Atlanta, you would think, might be a team that takes a step up to some degree. Uh, but all of these teams have dealt with different stuff. The Cavs are just in the spot where, like, they're gonna, it's going to be tight. And if they want the, the biggest advantage possible for, to, to kind of stay within this range of teams assuming good health and all that stuff beating a team like this like the bulls who are second in the east right now at 17 and 9 um have been really really good this year the Cavs just winning a game like this i think long term is just like kind of an important little checkbox for them if they're going to navigate this like the, it's it's a good win obviously you take advantage of a team that is down two of their key players if you can just go and win that game that that's kind of a of a nice deal for them all right after the break we'll get into our awards uh, but evan we got some ads to read you're gonna you're gonna start us off we do Folks, do you know, do you want to know what makes LeBron James, King James, sleep? That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at the best, just like King James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. As he says, quote, Getting good sleep is finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime, sleep stories that I narrate myself, calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge, unquote. So, if you head to calm.com slash NBA for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations, so you can be ready for any challenge that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. Also got to tell everyone about our friends at Built Bar. Look, Built Bar is obviously the best tasting protein bar out there. Built Bar is awesome. They have so many great flavors. You're going to have a hard time, uh, you know, feeling bad. You're going to have a hard time picking a Built Bar. So there's raspberry, mint brownie, there's cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. There's an eggnog flavor they just dropped, which sounds quite intriguing. Bill Parr gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all of those holiday shoppers. Over staying at the end of the shopping line, they can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. If you want to cozy up with something warm, uh, maybe you could try dipping your Bilt Bar into a cup of hot cocoa, letting it melt a little bit, and giving your beverage a little bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. Just have a couple napkins on hand to avoid making a mess. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15, that is all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order at Bilt.com. 
Okay. I have a product suggestion for Built Bar real quick. All right. They should just make Built Bar hot chocolate for the holidays. They have all-natural chocolate. They have zero sugar and a great taste. It doesn't taste like crap. If they made, like, a chocolate hot chocolate or cookie dough hot chocolate hot chocolate, cookie dough hot chocolate kind of situation, I'd buy so many of those mofos. I'd drink them year-round. I'd be, like, in the middle of summer, like, Chris and I'd be at Vegas Summer League, and he just sees me with a steaming cup of milk just cracking one of those bad boys in there, and I'm like, Evan, yeah, Evan, Evan. Evan, we're sitting outside of Thomas and Mac. Evan drinks a cup of hot chocolate and dies from from just because it was too hot, too close to the sun, like Icarus. No, I wouldn't die because I have the power of Built Bar and sleep by calm on my side. So, <laughs> okay, I'll, I I I have to put you on my back and carry you across the desert to bring you back to the to the hotel wherever we're staying. Anyway, um, all right, Cavs Bulls awards. Evan, I'm gonna let you start. MVP for this game for you is who? Evan Mobley. Without a doubt in my mind, he was so good yeah, in this game. I know. So good. I mean, like, if you just look at the box score, um, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 2 steals, and block, there's stand out. The 5 blocks certainly do, and that goes hand-in-hand with my stat of the night, so don't take it, Chris. Um, this is going to be a Mobley-centric segment for me, but he was freaking awesome in this game. Um, it just his overall impact is just you can see it everywhere. He is so talented. He is so good. I am so excited to see what the future holds for him. Who's your MVP pick? It, it's Evan Mobley. Like I, I, yeah. I know we're we're doubling well, Dar- up here. Darius could be a good. Yeah, Darius was well. Darius was good as well. But if we're talking about who defined this game for me and watching it and and looking through some of the clips, it's it's Evan Mobley. That guy is an absolute star. He is dictating the defense he is i i jared allen is like a like i i really think mobley is sort of like the arc like not the architect but he's like the linchpin of this defense working he's already really really good he's already a star like i've seen i've Did seen some people listen post game when he talked about with andre not about blocking shots he's just I like did. what's the methodology about it he's like um <laughs> i get lower than the guy and i put my <laughs> hands up and i stop the shot uh, that's how you block it like he's just like he's very shy but like the way he yeah. just dryly explained how you block a shot in basketball just really made me chuckle yeah uh evan mobley's never gonna is just is just like a shy vibe king and i, I respect that about him um he's really good man i i think everything about him that has gone the way it has has been i think just really really good he is it just kind of had them scheduled uh, then oh anticipated yeah too. he i i saw some some folks on twitter who already kind of do some of the deep dives into awards have like half him on like a, a second team like all defense team already and like i'm like okay i don't know I, I don't have like enough data in my brain or have watched enough of all these other guys to like really give you like a take on that at this point but like that's the fact that like people that i consider to be smart best people have done that i think is just really interesting okay yeah. evan let's go on to uh your stat of the night you've already alluded to it so i'll let you go Evan Mobley is the first Cavs rookie to have five blocks in a single game since LeBron James, and that was almost 20 years ago at this point. So it's one testament to how good Evan Mobley is and how like generational-wise he can be. But two, LeBron's a pretty, you know, he, he's kind of a good player. Some would consider him the GOAT, I would. But, yeah, no, I mean just that that's what it is man like that's really impressive that's a really fun stat the five blocks in themselves are really impressive too like like i said he explained to us how he does it but he really does spark the team every time he blocks a shot like it's 
you can feel like the juice pop every time. Yeah. I think I think uh, I'm misremembering this from the broadcast, but they were eight and two going into last night when he has three or more blocks in a game. I believe they are now nine and two on the season when he has three or more blocks in a game, which pretty good. Um, not that that like is a one to one correlation by any means. I don't want to like project that out in the world, but like that's just <sighs> sort of interesting. Those two um, losses could have been prevented with a, with Colin Sexton on the floor, and then the Cavs would be a championship team already. Okay. Anyway, uh, my stat is. is just. 13 of 28. That's twice in one episode. 13 of 28 for me for, for the Cavs from three. Um, so you had just good shooting nights from a lot of different people. Not like the highest volume in the world on threes, but 204 from Markin and 307 from Mobley. Or excuse me, Garland. Mobley actually didn't take one last night. Yeah. 3 of 6 from Love. 3 of 4 from Dean Wade. Um, 2 of 3 from Jetty. And uh, going on this. this like, to be fair, the Dean Wade ones kind of really boost this metric quite a bit because he, he got those in the last four minutes of garbage. Okay, you, time. You, fact, you factor out Wade, it's 10 of 24. Still, still I will good. take that. Almost 50%. Still, yeah, not the highest volume, still a good percentage. Um, for Love, like if Love is going to come in and shoot that way, if Jetty can make threes that way, if Garland can make threes that way. Like obviously you think, I think Mobley as a shooter will continue to be something we, we watch. Markkinen has had some very up and down nights on higher volume. Um, Okor obviously is that's so his own kind of category in this regard. But like, if they're gonna make some threes in that regard, and they're going to have guys who can shoot it that way, uh, I tend to think that this like the offense just like looks better when they have hot shooting nights, and like that's like simple and obvious. But like, it matters when they just get some of like if they can just have nights where they just get a little bit hot, like they're gonna be able to pull some games out um in some regard and like the bulls the bulls are 7 of 26 so take that for for what it's worth um all right evan your your play of the night is what um zach levine went and like kind of posted up against mobley a little bit lowered his shoulder and bumped him and he went up for a layup and mobley recovered in like just that split second and blocked the shot um that's my play of the night it's not when he ate levine's lunch but it's one of those blocks where i was just like holy cow this kid is so good defensively like the recovery time and the reaction time is just completely unexpected especially from a 19 year old um evan moby's arms are like wild long just wildly long bro if he gets on that Giannis workout routine oh god the calves are gonna be so fun that was really uncomfortable if we're being honest like what you just did was like honestly like this this is not after dark calves this is this is locked on calves after dark you have to subscribe to our only fans to do that Nope. Anyway, uh, my my play is Jetty Osman. This is like a very minor thing, but Jetty Osman uh, had a tip pass. Uh, Lonzo Wall tried to throw a full court pass. Osman oh, tips a great it. Great play, actually. Osman Osman reads it like he's like the free safety on the on the transition defense, and Rubio gets the steal. Jetty Osman. Um, doing that is just like a sign that he has like bought in because like that is not a play he was making last year and like just continue to monitor that and jetty just being like a useful player and doing things not like the offensive stuff is the clearly his bigger value to this team but if he's at least going to like compete and transition defense and be aware it is just such a plus to have him doing some of that stuff and this was like yeah. he covered some ground he cut off um he cut off the bulls player tipped it with his left hand and like just just to prevent like an easy layup and like Honestly, like this was a sick. This was like a like a seven point game at the time. This would have brought it down to five. Cavs obviously won this game by a lot, but like it's the little stuff like that that matters. And Jetty again, just buying in on that end of the floor is just like kind of been important. So no, cool. it's it's really cool. I mean, he had three steals in the fourth quarter. The prior game, I know they. He was really just a mess on the other end of the floor, though. So it kind of balanced things out. The, 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 the Jet. 
well, the Jazz game, he was like unbelievable um, in that game. Like he's he's been good. He, like Jetty, he's bought, he's bought in. JB has his finger on the pulse of this team, and he's fully got this roster to buy in. Like I think his biggest victory is getting Kevin Love to be like a, a, one of the leaders in the locker room. Finally, let's let's uh, let's put a pin in that because I want to do a segment not on this episode, but I think maybe like next week we should yeah. do. Uh, what are the like some of the things about JB? We'll do a JB episode. I think one of the things is what is like the biggest like random success. I if you're gonna argue Kevin, I can argue Jetty pretty clearly because I, I would yeah. almost argue Jetty's been better oh. and more important. Oh so no, agree. we'll talk. We'll we'll put a pin yeah. in it. We'll put a pin in the it. debate. I'll wear a suit. Bring my lawyer. All that stuff. Locked on Cavs in the. Your Evan's gonna be Evan's gonna be Skip Bayless wearing like some like pants like that are not. Dude, he looks good for, for eighty years old. Don't disrespect Look, Skip. When you when you have the bag. When you, when you have the journalism bag or insulated from the, the demands of the, the very crummy journalism job market, like life can be good for you. Anyway, Evan, uh, we, after the break, we'll do some little Cavs bowls kind of notebook pulls, but uh, you have uh, we have one more ad read to do. I do. Today's episode of Locked on Cavs is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered for all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Evan, let's dive into our notebook. So I, I want to start with a quote that I'm going to let you, you read, but Darius Garland had been asked about um, Isaac Okoro, or you, take us through I, all this I didn't get it. the full quote, but Kelsey Russo asked, did JB, Darius, Evan, Lowry, all of them, but Darius had the best quote about this, like, are you concerned with what Isaac is producing offensively? Because let's be honest – Isaac's a bit of a non-factor offensively more often than not. If you see him floating on the perimeter, I mean, you saw it last night. Chicago started the game by putting Nikola Vucevic on him mm-hmm. and just letting Vucevic man the paint instead. And then if Okoro tried to cut, Vucevic could easily just recover and then block the shot as we saw at one point about the first or second quarter or so. Um, and the Jazz did this as well. And yeah. not consistently, but they not, did it with, not, with not, not to this ex- Yeah, they did, but like... It was evident, like, the Chicago, like, stuck Vucevic on him. And, like, that's their worst defender, technically speaking. And so you kind of counterbalance it that way. But either way, Darius then went on to say, like, listen, people need to be patient. Um, I know he's giving 110% of his effort and his ability. Um, let's be frank. He is one of our hardest working players. And he, we ask him on a nightly basis to go out and defend some of the best players of the world. And Larry Markkinen echoed those sentiments, saying, like, yeah, no, he's actually been really helpful for us because he's not one of those players who just, like, he's not one-dimensional where you say, okay, Isaac is only a position, like, a our point-of-attack defender, and only all he can do is defend on the perimeter. No, he provides playmaking. Like, you saw a lot, especially in the first half. Like, the start of the game, they brought let Isaac bring the ball up and initiate the offense. Like, Isaac is a tertiary playmaker. He provides a lot of hockey assists. He's a good slasher. Yes, he's a good defender. I think he's a good rebounder. Like... There's a lot of good things about Isaac Okoro. I just think Cavs fans act like they haven't been here before when they have when this team is, was good a few years ago. Um, there's, yeah, granted, there's a lot of new fans since LeBron left, but 
people need to chill out a little bit, I think, because Isaac's only 20 years old as well. That's the biggest thing. Like, it's not as bad as Lonzo Ball, which I made that thing, because Lonzo's three-point shot is automatic at this point. Like, it's so clean. It's so fluid. But if you look at, like, go back and look when he was a rookie and even a sophomore with the Lakers, because he's only with the Lakers for two seasons, if I remember correctly, two or three seasons. But either way, and then he ended up in New Orleans. Um, the Lakers didn't have a shooting coach or another player development staff to fix it, but Lonzo's shot mechanics were super wonky, a lot like LaMelo's are now. And Lonzo was a liability on the perimeter and a lot of teams defended him like they defend Isaac now um Isaac doesn't have that completely broken base I just think he a lot of it's in his legs right now when I watch him shoot a lot of it is like he looks a little stiff when he's shooting it I think a lot of it's just training and practice he's coming back from a hamstring injury I know I'm riffing for a while on Chris as a take on this but I just think people need to be patient, man. And Darius going on the record and saying, like, people need to chill out and stop saying, like, Isaac's this huge liability speaks volumes to one about the kind of leader Darius is stepping up as. And two, I think it just really puts it in the ether for the fan base if one of the team's best players says it. Yeah, I would just say, I think with got with, with Okoro, my take on him is pretty well known. I think he's good. I think he will continue Chris to, has a bit to, of a crush on Isaac Okoro. I have a type and into the anti-DN waiters. Like I like love Lou Dort and I love Isaac Okoro and I just have well, like I told a thing. Mac Robinson my type last night is what Lonzo Ball is, uh big point guards that play defense. Yeah. And like kinda just yeah. do weird stuff, like just gives me the heart palps. So Also happy birthday to, to Mac Robinson. Happy Trust birthday to Mac Robinson. I'm a, yeah. uh, enjoy your eighteenth birthday, big guy. <laughs> Go buy yourself a lotto ticket. Yeah. Uh or some smokes if you if you're into that. Um, you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes in Ohio now, Chris. So stop. Do you it. really? Yeah. Oh, you learned to my brother and his friends and their other little vape buddies are like sh- freaking out because they couldn't buy cartridges anymore when they were in freshmen in college. The more you know, I didn't know that. Anyway, uh, so I like Okora also in this game. Like, if you look at this game, uh, as you know, it brought the ball the times. They've done that a couple times recently. He also was like part of a very big reason why like Zach Levine was nine of 21. And like didn't get a lot of clean threes off. Like it's Mobley and Okoro that are kind of yeah, like pinching Mobley him and Okoro shut down Chicago's offense. Like yes, they're missing DeRozan last night, but Mobley and Allen did a good job making Vucevic's life hell. Like there's many times Vucevic was like kind of throwing a tantrum on the court where like he would miss a shot and he would just slam the ball down in frustration and then hand it to the ref because he's just like I can't get it going. And yeah, Levine did damage offensively, but Okoro made him do it on a pretty high volume. Yeah, I, I, what I would want, what I kind of want to see with this going forward is just like how it continues to, to navigate. How, do t- all teams kind of put centers on him? Um, do all teams kind of handle it that way? And I, there's just some, there just were some good defensive plays last night. Like I mean, like just watch, I'm watching. I have a possession of him defending Levine last night. He had a possession where he first deflected a Levine entry pass, flicked it away, then resets, gets on the floor and gets the steal, and or pokes the ball loose. Moby gets the steal, feeds to Garland, or Okoro gets the layup. Like he can do stuff. I think at a level that is still interesting. The offense obviously just is the project and it makes him like not a clear lock. Like there are three guys to me that are locked in on what this Cavs team is. It is in this order, Mobley, Garland, and Allen. Like those are the three pillars of what this Cavs team is. Okoro could be one of those guys. We just need that the offense will have to improve for it to be a clear cut thing. The other thing I'll just, I'll note um, is just, I think I th- you can tell that they're that they are tinkering with his shot because sometimes yeah. like his shot arc looks different within a game. Yeah, sometimes it's a little higher. If like he has a higher release, hot take it goes in. But yeah, 
Well, sometimes like I, I don't want to like I don't sometimes like I have it looks like the, flat. So yeah, well, it just the arc looks different. Like you can tell that he is figuring some of that out, and that is a tricky thing I think I think to do. Um, and like JB stressed, they ha- and Dylan told me this because I went to the charge game. He's like, we have like zero practice opportunities during the season to do like five so, yeah, that's, five that, stuff. So, I I think I will. I, we've said this before in the show, and it's one of the things that I most came to understand once I started covering the league. There's just such little practice time if you're playing an 82-game season to actually develop your stuff. Like, you have time in shoot-around to work on stuff. You have time before game. Like, a core, if you go to games early, is going through shooting drills a lot of the time, like, and working with assistants. And that's it is a just lot like, of what their shoot-around practices are and just studying yeah. film. And then but like, a, like yeah. one-on-ones with coaches holding a broom. A lot of an 82-game season is maintenance for your body. It is maintenance to get through the season and maximize your ability to do what you can do at a nighttime basis in the offseason. Like, what Okora looks like next year will be, like, a really interesting thing. But I, even, of course, this year we'll see where he's at um, in terms of shooting and stuff as we go through. Because, Evan, I just want to end on this. You all, you went to this, the, the charge game, the Windler's second game in Canton. Uh, Kevin Pangos is down there as well. Just can you give us a couple thoughts from, from Cavs – or, excuse me, Cleveland Charge, Iowa Wolves uh, from Wednesday, from Tuesday? Uh. It's a cool environment, I'll say. Uh, Mac Robinson, again, to two shout-outs for the birthday boy, came to the game. I'll stress this, folks. He bought seats, like, pretty close to the court, and they were $2 a pop. So, and it was $2 beer night, and usually more often than not, their biggest promotion is every time the Charge win. Everybody in attendance gets free tickets to their next home game. So, yeah, it's it's a cool experience, I think. Overall, like the charge team, like it's really scrappy. It's really fun. Like Josh Eustace is a really fun player for them. I think um, Kyle Guy looks really comfortable out there. I really like RJ Nemhard. It's a shame Taco Fall has a knee injury, and I haven't really heard much about what's going on with that. I think he's being held out because he's just so massive for precautionary reasons. Uh, Windler looked more comfortable in the second game. I asked him post game, like, do you feel like you shook out a lot of the rust? He's just like, yeah. The first game was just kind of trying to me define my spots again and kind of feel comfortable on the floor, especially with a bunch of new guys. But the luxury of it all, as he said, is like, I have a lot of familiarity with Dan Jarreau, the head coach of the Cleveland Charge. So it helps me a lot to come down here and it gives me opportunities to play that I normally don't get because he's just like, let's be frank, I play three, four minutes, sometimes 10 minutes if somebody's in foul trouble on a night. That's not enough for me to be in proper shape or to get my body comfortable with what's going on. So yeah no it, it was cool um it was really sweet kevin pangos brought his entire family and he has two adorable children um taco held one of the babies post game and it looked like he was holding like like an actual doll in his hands that's how small it looked but yeah it, it's a fun time man like i think people should go out to charge games more often if you really want to watch like one of their pr folks is like listen you're watching these guys literally do job applications for all 30 teams like they're trying to prove why they belong in this league so like you're gonna see dudes going all out for 48 minutes and yeah it's a little clunky at times and yeah like the lights went out the other night but it's part of the fun and the charm i guess too uh can you just give me the winner only take give me like a one minute on what winner look like uh more comfortable i think he forced his first couple three-point attempts he looked a little rusty to start the first quarter and then i think once he had the first three go in, he made about three or four in a row after that. Um, I still think he has a long ways to go. Uh, Dan told me the plan is to play him about 25 minutes a night. I think he's going to be down, coming up and down between Cleveland and Cleveland for a while. And I think the Cavs' main goal is to just try and see what they have with him and then figure out the next steps from there. 
yeah all right that's gonna be it for today's show we'll be back uh friday with an episode then uh, after friday i will be doing a episode on i'll do a solo recap of Cavs wolves in two segments and then take you through a little bit to what to look for in Cavs kings on saturday anyway it's been Locked on Cavs. Thanks again for making us your first listen every single day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. If you want a good second listen, go check out Locked on Bets, hosted by Lee Sterling and your boy Q, wherever you get Locked on Cavs. Until next time, I'm Chris. He's Evan. Peace. Peace.